0: The more evidence, the better. I say. I mean, this is so
1: improbable. That's a that's a bold a bold statement. I mean, I think that's a fair point, but I didn't make that argument. He did.
0: Why? Why is that true? Hmm. Is that a good question? Maybe it's not. Drew, <laughs> you're not supposed <laughs> to ask good questions you, like sorry, that. Sorry, Don't sorry. Ask sorry.
1: difficult questions. Bill, jump hey. in here. I'm Bill, the Christian, and I'm Drew, the skeptic. You're listening to the Divide. All right, we're here at the American Atheist Convention, and uh, this is Bill, the Christian, and Drew is not with us. Uh, but we'll be doing a follow-up in the after-show, uh, where we where we discuss the interview I have here with Dan, who's from New York. Dan, welcome. Howdy. Thanks. And uh, Dan uh, grew up uh, Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. and uh, really became an atheist not till you were in your early 40s. Although mm-hmm. it was right. a slow, very slow, slow uh, a
2: journey. It's a long progression.
1: Yeah. And um, we're going to ask you the question, how do you know you're right about God's non-existence? So what do you say to that, Dan?
2: I, I don't know that I'm right about God's non-existence, um, but it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm, I, I don't have enough evidence that God exists, but uh, it, uh, you know...
1: So I, my question is, the way I phrase it, Drew, I can hear Drew right now saying, bad question.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're, uh,
1: you feel really confident.
2: How do yeah, you know I'm you're as, really
1: confident about God's? I mean, analysis? I'm as How confident
2: that? That, that God doesn't exist as I'm confident that you know the Tooth Fairy doesn't exist or that Santa Claus doesn't exist. I'm as, a, I'm as confident at that level, um, and uh, I think anybody who's really who's really thoughtful about uh, faith and, and religion would would feel the same way that they're basically as confident. You know, truly confident that God exists, as they are the t- t- that the Tooth Fairy exists. You know, I just spent a lot of time and thought on it, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, you know introspection, and and uh, um, and, and then I, I've, I ultimately came to the conclusion that that no, God doesn't exist. But also, I don't think it really matters. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if God existed or not, I don't yeah. think it really it doesn't mean anything. I mean, if you know the the whole Christianity thing. Uh, You know, if if God, if there was a God who sent His Son down here to redeem people, that that that's just that's so completely silly. You know, like a lot of atheists will say, you know, God, um, you know, Jesus came to you know redeem Himself. Was it uh, God's a uh, you know He created the rules? Yeah. Why doesn't He just redeem people without having to create a sacrifice? Mm -hmm. You know, it makes absolutely no sense. If He wanted to redeem people, just redeem them you know why why put somebody through this kind of you know torture it makes no sense um but at the same point it so it doesn't it doesn't really matter
1: okay so as much as i would really like to discuss the question of does it matter that, that would definitely be an interesting podcast uh, i think i disagree with you about that for obvious reasons sure yeah i think a christian thinks it does matter even at a logical level a christian i actually think that it it would be that i'm not sure that's a common view i would think most people would think if if god in the in the sort of classical theistic sense mm-hmm. that even an aristotle and a muslim and a jew and a christian and many hindus would believe in uh if that god exists i think most people would think it's consequential but but I let's not talk about that all, cause yeah. as much as i as much as i'd like to let's talk about your the 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 analogy you gave with the uh the tooth fairy sure yeah um so because i th- i would think then that like the like, I've, not to surprise you, but I, I don't believe in the tooth fairy. Uh, I don't believe in leprechauns, um, and I think I have really good reasons for not believing in them. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think there, there, I need to give reasons, uh, just because um, uh, there are. Um, if, if, Like, I wouldn't normally think I have to give reasons, but if someone says to me, are, you know, are you sure leprechauns don't exist? Because there's a lot of stories about leprechauns. Mm-hmm. Then I would have to think about it a little bit, and then I would say, well, yeah, here are my reasons why I think, say, Bigfoot doesn't exist. Um, and I would have to process it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might not have thought about it till someone asked, but then I, then I would. So what would be some of those reasons... You know, for God's non-existence. You know, what what are Some of the reasons. you... Well,
2: uh, you know, the the number of times that people have prayed for, uh, uh, you know, for outcomes like uh, their their child is lost, yeah. or that their child is sick, or or that they pray, so they pray to the, pray to God that, you know, for a certain outcome and it doesn't come through, doesn't it doesn't happen, uh, mm-hmm. or the times that uh, you know. Uh, good things happen to bad people um, that uh, um, that people get away with a lot of horrible horrible things um, that uh, um, you know the 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 fact that there's so much randomness yeah. in the world no real uh, no real order that's yeah. you know that can be explained. Through other than you know through supernatural means, so nothing that's supernatural can be explained. Um, it's there's no there's no evidence for it, absolutely none.
1: Yeah. So um, the uh, first of all, I think you bring up a lot of good points. Uh, that I think even people who are Christians or believers in God, mm-hmm. I think they'd be dishonest or disingenuous if they didn't say those things. Occasionally, have made them wonder. Is God real or not? Right, and it's was your well, experience. Well, I did too as a you Christian. Had the same experience, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I I thought about it for a very very long time. I thought very yeah. hard about it. I was, you know, I was very devout. I had to cross over my bed. You know, I was, I was really seriously considering becoming a Catholic priest for many years. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean the whole religion and you know Jesus was very important to me, and and my family and the tradition that I grew up. I, my family's you know from Ireland and and uh, it was you know it's very much part of you know Irish culture, mm. uh, you know the whole you know Catholic mass, Catholic the institution, and um, you know for a while there I thought giving up Catholicism would be giving up my my Irish heritage almost, you know. Yeah. And so it's very, very important to me. I really struggled for a long time. Yeah. So I was, you know, forty-three, forty-four years old before I was finally able to say, "Wait a minute, I'm really an atheist." Mm-hmm.
1: So, so then you won't be surprised that I'm what I'm going to say next. I'm sure, but I'm interested in your reaction to it. Is that the the Christian will think? Um, of course, that's one side of the ledger. Which you, everything you said might give cause for doubt to a mm-hmm. Christian. But there's another side to the ledger, the sort of pro side, not mm-hmm. the con side, which um, I assume in your case, and certainly in uh, in my case, uh, still to this day, though yours not still to this day, that the, the pro side is that there's also positive sides to the argument. Uh, there's... Um, a goodness to life and to creation. Well,
2: there absolutely is very yeah. much a goodness to, yep. you know, to life. But I certainly wouldn't yeah. use the word creation to describe the world because I don't believe it was created. Yeah. But no, there's no doubt there's, sure. there's goodness. To, to the universe I mean, anyway, yeah, to the cosmos, I'm, yeah. I'm very, very glad that I'm alive. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, even so much to the point that, like, for a while I was kind of, you know, holding on to Catholicism and that I probably wouldn't have been here if i was, didn't come from a catholic family because yeah. i was you know a stereotypically large catholic family by the time yeah. i was born there were five kids in five years and uh yeah yeah and we ended up with six kids altogether. if you know if my parents were you know uh, protestant or something and only stopped with two kids there'd only be two <laughs> of us um so you know to me that would yeah i am and i'm so i'm very very grateful mm-hmm. to be alive i see so much joy in it and you know with my with my two boys it it freaks me out to realize how random their you know their coming into existence was if um uh if i didn't get a phone call one day you know 30 years ago my two boys wouldn't have been born um mm-hmm. and uh if if i didn't have a you know um you know, if my lifeguard certificate was expired, yeah. which it almost was, I, I wouldn't have gone to get a job as a lifeguard and, you know, met the mother 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, if I played a different instrument, you know, uh, I I wouldn't have, you know, my co- my two kids wouldn't have been born. Yeah. It is that random and uh, that, um, you know, that the world could have been deprived of these two really, really wonderful people yeah. uh, just on something as random as what instrument I play yeah. or that my ex plays, um, is, uh, it's, it's, it absolutely boggles the mind. And yeah. I'm really, really grateful that I'm alive. And I'm really, really grateful that my boys are alive. But I certainly don't attribute it to any kind of God.
1: Yeah. Well, and by, by goodness, uh, just to, to fill that out a little bit, by the pro side, I mean, rather than the con side, I, I was going to go on to some other things, too, that, that not only is there... In other words, you were talking about things that are evil or problematic or painful, stuff suffering, whatever. There's also goodness and mm-hmm. hope and love and of peace course. and so on. But then also, I meant on that side, there's uh, things like uh, the, the more formal arguments for God, the cosmological argument, the teleological argument, the fine-tuning argument. Those are more formal. But more in more practical terms, just that for, for a lot of people... It, to them, it may obviously to the majority of people in our context, it seems to just make sense for them by intuition almost uh, that God is in some way the better explanation of the universe we live in. I think it's the, a lazy explanation. The, well, know, the existence of it, the nature of it, and things like that. And though, though I agree with you, some people are are probably lazy in that sense. I would say that there's a lot of sometimes intuition, which might seem lazy in one sense is actually still really good and helpful and and you know valid and is is an easier way to live than sort of fighting against intuition but uh obviously there's the pro side is, is all i'm really trying to get at mm-hmm. so somewhere it wasn't the cons i'm guessing didn't just outweigh the pros but the pros tended to kind of become invalid or disappear or something was not that right they weren't necessary
2: um okay. it didn't really matter uh you know um it got to the point that uh you know there, there were kind of two um two competing things one was how could god be so evil as to allow slavery in the bible to actually encourage slavery in the bible to encourage rape to encourage the uh um you know subjugation of women um you know of gays things like that um that that to me, you know, became truly horrible. And uh, and then at the same time it also became to the point that it really it really didn't matter. If I were honestly truly if God were to walk in this room right now and say, Hey, what's up, Dan? I'm God, you know, I'd say, yeah, you know, bye. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. It really, really doesn't matter. Like we were talking about before, if Jesus really existed. It really, really doesn't matter. I mean matter. in that sense
1: it would matter in the sense that if I understand you correctly, what what you're trying to say is you would have a problem with that God. It's not that it well. The God you of the be... Bible,
2: yeah. yeah. If that if, if that, that, that God particular God of the Bible percent. showed up and was the actual God of the Bible, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd say he's a big jerk. He's, so, he's not a not a good.
1: So God. let me ask you about that m- a little more narrowly because sure. it's it's kind of a little bit slightly off topic. But since you obviously are familiar with the fact that Jesus is thought of as dying for for the for the world, uh, then. How do you? I mean, that doesn't seem like a, a really. Most Christians have understood that to be the demonstration of the love of God for the whole world, and right. that's one of the most appealing factors is that Jesus, right, died for the for, for the sins of the world.
2: Yeah, um, um, I remember this was one of the, uh, the 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 things that kind of got in my craw as a kid. I remember asking my dad about it uh, as a you know as a young child. Um, so cuz i was taught that you know jesus died so that we could go to heaven mm-hmm. and uh and so i was like what about the people that lived before jesus oh they didn't get to go to heaven that's horrible that's that's really bad any god that would send all these people to hell just because they were born in the wrong Century is horrible, evil. And then uh, once I got a little bit older and realized how the rest of the world thinks about things, I was able to think, wait a minute, so God is sending all these people to hell just because they were born in the wrong continent to the wrong you know, mm-hmm. religion—that's really, really bad. So, you know, one of the reasons, like, if God were to walk in the room today and say, "Hey, what's up, Dan? I'm God," I would, yeah. I would really be mad at him because he's going to send my older son to hell because my older son's an atheist. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to be, if I were to become a Christian today, mm-hmm. um, and I were saved and went to heaven, you know, which I really wouldn't want to because God's there and he's a jerk, mm-hmm. and he's he would send my my son to hell because my son's an atheist, and I would not want to be in the same realm as anybody who would do that to my yeah. son
1: did it so i think i actually agree with everything you just said and so i guess my next question is did did, did it not occur to you that this idea that jesus died for people for, for the world that he made that he was a part of making or however you want to say it that just says it's at the level of a story if he really is god in the flesh it doesn't like didn't it occur to you that it just doesn't make sense that, that would be true that everybody before him chronologically like he didn't think hey gee some people won't you know will have already have existed and I, I didn't factor then them, them right. in oops I mean that that seems like that's not logically coherent uh, and i do, I'd actually don't even think the Bible teaches that but nonetheless that wouldn't even seem coherent to me like why would why would that be the case you know I, or did you not think that like I wouldn't think that theolo- that theology is right it's not consistent with the story, the most obvious elements of the story don't make sense with that. Right. So, uh, and I don't actually myself believe it, and I don't think there's a of a warrant for it. But, um, anyway, I just, I was curious how, how you would understand it, that. Uh, but, um, uh, b- back to the issue of sort of the, um, the leprechauns, I guess maybe mm-hmm. we should go back to that a sure. little bit, because we got off the pro-con list. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also issues of morality, uh, issues of rationality on what is our rational intellect grounded in, how how, uh, things like that. Uh, That's to me part of the pro ledger, you know, that God provides warrant for the objective reality that I I intuitively intuitively perceive to be real. Uh, What about that side of it? Like, what would be, what's a problem with that? Well, that That God
2: is immoral. (laughs) You know the God of the Bible is hundred percent immoral. Uh, you know he's in favor of genocide. You know he tells the Israelites to to wipe out the Amalekites. Um, that's that's a hundred percent immoral. Um, there's no way in the world I could uh, I could I could use that that God yeah. as a guide. Um,
1: I, the uh, so let me let me up there because otherwise we'll go go down the same sure, path we sure. just went by. Let, let's say we're just talking about theism. So. For the moment, lay aside Christianity because atheism isn't. You mean obvious. deism?
2: Deism uh, is like a deism means that God created the world and it just stepped back. Um, well, yeah, I'm, no, I'm quite familiar with deism. Oh, right,
1: okay. the deism. Is a is a development in the Enlightenment as right. a reaction to Christianity, but it, but right. strictly speaking, from a from a, a lar- part of the sort of like the great conversation about God across history, deism is not. The, it, that's one sort of particular form of right. theism. But theism just is sort of like the idea that Aristotle had, or that Leibniz had, or, or Goodall had, that God, in the sort of, there's an eternal being, omniscient, omnipotent good, uh, that is required to explain the cosmos we live in. Um, Aristotle, of course, was not a Christian, and was not pro- probably even religious, and certainly rejected all the gods like Zeus and all that nonsense, uh, and so did Godel and people like that. Uh, so he's Godel is a famous mathematician from the 20th century who was a good friends with Einstein. Uh, they took the view, right, that there there was, there must be some kind of God uh, of of this sort of what they call a classical theistic God, and maybe more like your sort of deist concept. Sure, it's fine, um, but that that God provides prose to understand the universe, which is why people like them. Thought yeah. back out. Yeah, I don't real. think we
2: need we need that to understand the universe.
1: Okay, so, uh, so on the so in other words, a lep, like a dis- differentiation I would make is a leprechaun, You know, nobody's thought of leprechauns as explaining the universe we live in. It doesn't. Ex- a leprechaun doesn't explain why we have moral. Okay, well then let's so. use
2: Quetzalcoatl then. Okay. There are lots of people who uh, you know use Quetzalcoatl to explain the universe. Mm-hmm. and they truly truly believe that quetzalcoatl created the universe. Yeah. Uh, you know there's uh, you know I think the Inca the the Incas believe that that god rose up out of a pond and and you know blinked the blinked the universe into existence. Yeah. That's how they explained the universe. People for you know centuries all around the world find ways to explain the universe, but fortunately yeah. we're now in a time that we're able to use science to do that. That we're able to use telescopes to understand, you know, mm-hmm. the the world outside of, you know, this space outside of our world, we're able to use, you know, education, enlightenment, yeah. uh, and uh, communication with each other. That uh, you know, one scientist is very good at understanding this kind of thing, and this scientist is very good at understanding that kind of thing. You yeah. put them both together, now we understand more, and uh, right. you know, so we're able to use those kinds of tools that, that that you know, the the Incas, the Mayas, the the Greeks, the ancient Greeks, you know, didn't have, and uh, so we don't we don't need God to explain the universe anymore.
1: So I'm, I'm... First of all, I'm totally in agreement that we we should use every tool, instrument, yeah. advancement, everything to try and understand the universe. Right. I'm a, I'm a Galilean in that sense. I'm like Galileo. I think if we get a telescope, use the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And whatever its conclusions are or what they are. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally with Galileo on that. Mm. I'm also with Galileo that it doesn't... This doesn't dispense with the idea of God. In fact, there's a real interesting... Um, uh, play by Aristophanes uh, called uh, The Clouds, Greek playwright, and the, the it's a comedy, and in there's a part of The Clouds where this farmer is in this philosophical school because he's trying to get out of debt and he figures, I can learn how to make great arguments and that's how you make money. Basically, I'll become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I'll make quick money and I'll pay off my debts. And so he goes there and and he mentions to Socrates, who's kind of a Saturday Night Live type Figure in mm-hmm. the play, they're mocking Socrates, and he says to him, he makes a comment about by Zeus, you know, and the guy says, uh, uh, Socrates says, no, look, around here we don't, we don't need Zeus, you know, we don't acknowledge Zeus, and the guy says, well, look, there has to be a Zeus because otherwise, how would it rain, right? And Socrates explains in a kind of comical way where rain really comes from naturally. Mm-hmm. There's nature can explain rain.
2: So the and title then, of the play.
1: And then the guy says, oh, you know, I guess we. I guess we don't need Zeus for that, but we still need Zeus for this. And after he goes through a few things mm-hmm. and Socrates explains it, the guy becomes an atheist.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's kind of got of the gaps. It's getting The gap's getting smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller.
1: So the, the interesting thing to me is, first of all, it's an ancient argument.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: a very, very old way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, I don't think it... I Actually, I don't think Aristophanes meant to present it as a serious argument. I think he's mocking it. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. But I think yeah. that the ancient philosophers... M- more than adequately understood that and dispensed with that as a... I don't think Aristotle in any way made an argument for God like that. Mm-hmm. I do think some people who are religious and believe in God do make the mistake of making that kind of an argument. Well, absolutely. S- some, I, I wouldn't say everything about the way they think is that way, but I hear it a lot myself, yeah. and I think I'm guilty of it at times.
2: Yeah, I, it's, the, it's the God of the gaps, essentially. Yeah. And they're... Well, they're... Yeah they the gaps get smaller and smaller, but yeah. the issue that I have is when people deliberately ignore the science to uh, t- yeah. to to try to hold on to their to their god. Yeah. You know the best example of that is is how many uh, you know theists try to argue against uh, evolution. Yeah. You know because they're they're afraid that they're you know they'll yeah. lose their god. They'll lose their yeah. their sense of you know, of creation. If there's no Adam and Eve, there's no fall from, uh, yeah. from grace and there's no need for, for Jesus. So, yeah. you know,
1: Darwin himself actually uh, had to deal with the fact that there were people in his day yeah, absolutely. that uh, rejected his, his theory uh, because they did not think it glorified God by having this long evolutionary thing. And Darwin argued that, uh, and he actually quoted a theologian in his day mm-hmm. when he made the argument, in the Origin of the Species, I think, that he felt like that his theory of natural selection operating on, on random mutation actually glorified God more than the special creation type model that some people had. And uh, there are, of course, many Christians today who, are, who think Darwin was maybe not totally right about everything about evolution. Well, no, but he was that, certainly not right. Yeah, but, 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 he, but that, generally speaking, evolution is true. They, not that they think it explains everything, but it explains a good bit of the biological history of humanity. There, there's, a bio, there's a website called Biologos, which is a bunch of practicing scientists who are themselves evangelical Christians mm-hmm. who try to persuade other Christians to give up arguing about the evolutionary thing. They don't think they should give up the idea that God is still real and that evolution, you know, they, they clearly take the view that evolution does not dispense with God. In other words, they're, they don't think by virtue of having arrived at evolution, we've somehow explained away God. And that's sort of my, going back to my pro side of the ledger, uh, my sort of view is evolution or not. Uh, C.S. Lewis, of course, famously believed in evolution, but still made, wrote, you know, made it uh, uh, an industry out of writing arguments about mm-hmm. the existence of God. I sort of think of that as, a, as a, not a particularly good argument in the end. Either for God or against God, I think we, that that er, mistake can be made. Aristotle definitely did not make a kind of gaps argument uh, about why he believed that God was real. But anyway, I think we've got, an, we've at least seen enough of, of where, so how we look at the pro con side, mm-hmm. teased out some issues. Clearly, you and I, I would really, I, there are some other things we could probably talk about that would be really interesting. But yeah, I think for the time's sake, we'll just close it out there. Cool. And, uh, and let it and let it be. And please listen to the after show where Drew and I uh, discuss my conversation with Dan. And uh, and Drew will, will set me straight on why I didn't uh, uh, see a few things I could have seen in this interview. I'm sure I'm blind to a few things. I always Hi, feel Drew. that way, too, <laughs> when I'm having these conversations. It's kind of hard yeah, sometimes yeah, in yeah. such a short time to to get at what you even you yourself really think. So anyway, thanks for being here. I appreciate cool, it. Cool, man.
2: man. Very cool. Groovy.
1: Okay, we're back.
0: This is Drew, the skeptic, and I'm here with Bill to talk about the episode that you just heard with Dan. And uh, Bill asked how Dan was certain that he was right, and they clarify a little bit. Basically, that Bill asked, "What you know? Why? What evidence is there that um, against the idea of God and Christianity?" And and. Dan. Gave a few uh, reasons for that, and what I was struck by and interested by in Dan's answer was, you know, he he kept um, he kept mentioning that he feels that even if there was a God, and even if you know it was the Christian God and uh, and all that, it wouldn't matter. One one at one point, you clarified that if it was the Christian God of the Bible, that um, it wouldn't matter to him because he he doesn't seem to like that idea of God very much and he, he kind of agreed with that but but the idea that God doesn't matter just kind of kept sticking out at me and what I what I think he meant by that was that if if there's a creator you know uh, of the universe that set this all in motion he doesn't see enough evidence to 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 give us an idea of who that God is and and what we should think about that God and how and if or, or whether how, he cares at all whether he cares and whether we can interact with him or not that's, that's my, I, you know, and I'm, you know, I wish Dan could be here and we could all have the conversation, but that's, that was my take on, on the conversation that you had with him. And so to some extent, I guess I do agree that, that, you know, when I sort of, I think, you know, one of one of the best ways I've heard you describe your faith is that you just take all the evidence in, into account that you can, and that's your best way to explain it. And so I would say the exact thing about my skepticism is that you know everything I see does not lead me into the direction of believing in the Christian God. Um, I'd say it would, it would be easier to me for me to believe in sort of a, a less involved God because it, you know that God might or might not even care if we acknowledge him or know about him or care about him and um, so
1: that that sort of makes t- the Tesla driver God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, just the uninvolved God you know yeah. like I think uh, you know a lot of uh, i don 't know if you've ever seen this there's some video on YouTube definitely created by an atheist, but it 's basically you know a guy dies and meets god and he he falls to his knees and he's like oh you know i 'm so so sorry i don't remember if the guy's a Christian or an atheist, but anyway he he he- tre- he acts the way with 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 such reverence as we would expect you know like anyone to act before God, and God is like this he's some he's kind of a cross between Clint Eastwood and George Carlin, and he's just this, he's he's unaffected by it. He's like, "Get up, out of the ground! What are you doing?" And he's just like, "I don't care if you you know uh, believe in me or don't believe in me. I just as long, you know, as long as you're basically decent to people." The Key West guy. And I don't know if there's there, may not, care there may not even be a heaven. Stuff. You know, you just turn into energy. Some in this in this YouTube video, but the point is, like, the, I, I can sort of sympathize to some extent with the the idea that that if there is a god. He's not as worried about us as, or at least he's not as worried about our relationship to him or how we think about him. Mm-hmm. He would be maybe more worried about like what we do and how we behave. But uh, you know, obviously that's well, my what, interpretation of
1: wouldn't what we do and how we behave. Ultimately, be the similar kind of thing. I mean, if he cared about you're, you're saying no,
0: I'm saying he. I'm saying it, it would make more sense to me if if there were a creator that he wouldn't be worried about our our reverence towards him or like he's not seeking, you know, he, if, if he were seeking sort of to be the, the, this revered and, 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 you know, this, this being that our lives were centered around, that would be a little bit more obvious than it is. Okay. I mean, that's sort of my intuition and I, you know, you can feel free to disagree. I don't know that that's what Dan was saying, but I, to the extent that he was saying that I can kind of understand.
1: I mean, I, th- I do think that uh, for if, if, if you just rule out all sort of the historical t- texts of the biblical literature and things like this, f- from my perspective, I can see just living in the world generally, ignoring religion, let's just say, um, that I would think it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like you have some aspects of your life, a person's life, that just seems so spectacularly enjoyable and enriching and amazing, and we ourselves put value on the way other people treat us and the way we treat them. We feel a certain satisfaction in these in the moral aspects of our lives, or it seem to be like wildly important to us and finding value and meaning in personal relationships. So like in one sense, it would seem like at that level, it makes total sense that whoever made this, like why would they make the world that way if they themselves are just again, just sort of indifferent? Uh, people that just say, hey, just grab a drink and go sit in your own lawn chair on the other side of the beach, um, like it, does, it seems like it, it, we'd be a world of, a cosmos of indifference or something. Uh, but then yet, I, I agree, there's some other aspects that where the universe just kind of seems to run and it's not like God is sticking his finger in every week uh, and doing something that's obvious and in, 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 indisputably supernatural or something like that. So to... It, it, in, in in, nor- in the way like say the Bible describes the party in the Red Sea or something um but obviously it' take a little different yeah. little different view overall, but i can I kind of see where you, what you might yeah I think, what's your response I think, to
0: that? I think that's right I think the way that you and I sort of organize and explain our view of reality is is not that far off, and that's why you would never say you know like how can you not believe? You know, you're crazy to not believe. Like, how can you, and I would never say that, you know, you're believing in fairies because I don't think that's how it works for you. I I think, I disagree that, you know, I, I see my way as more plausible and that's why I believe it. But, you know, I think the way that we do it is, is, is more similar than I think some people would think. I think I think mm-hmm. some people, you know,
1: I think we're both trying to find the best explanation given what we've observed and can, can and can know at this. Sure, you know.
0: sure. You know, we've we've talked to other people about Christians checking their mind at the door of the church or something like that, and mm-hmm. you know, I think you know, it can be tempting to to see the other side in that way, and probably tempting for Christians to say, "Well, you just don't want to believe," you know, like right. Yeah. And, and 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 so, to the extent that we can.
1: Sort but Christianity of Christianity does allow that I, that people can be seeking the truth and sure, the sure. light. Sure, I'm not just saying not I'm, not, I'm not yeah. saying you
0: would say. I'm saying you yeah. would not say that, and right. I would not say that about you. And I think it's helpful. Like I'm glad we're having this little um, wrap up conversation on this because because to me it's a good reminder that um, we, we need to sort of realize that we're both trying to do the same thing with. All of reality as we see it and all of the information that we have, we're trying to construct a picture mm-hmm. that makes sense. And that's why I have respect for your view is you're not, you're not sort of just believing something. And then every, every piece of evidence that comes in, you're just ignoring it. If it doesn't you know, agree with your view, you're, you're trying to assemb- assemble it in a way that makes mm-hmm. sense. And you know, I'm, I think I'm doing the same
1: thing. Yeah. Do you think that um, – like I, I noticed with Dan that he – when we first started the conversation – that it was, uh, he emphasized right away this sort of neg- what I'll call the negative side of the the ledger when it came to God, and I do think that's that I see that as a common pattern on both sides. That it's really easy to point out sort of, I guess, what I'd call the negatives of both sides. It's harder to deal with what what I would call the positive arguments that are presented. Uh, on one side I think the that's other.
0: the temptation I was yeah. talking about earlier is like, yeah. it, it's very tempting to just say, well, you don't have any positives on your side. Yeah. You
1: know, because it's easier. Like, you
0: don't want to think about, well, okay. Like for, for, for you, I think you would say, well, uh, we, theist Christians, have a really, very hard time of explaining the problem of pain. We have a really hard time with that. And I, on the other hand, would say, well, I have a really hard time explaining morality. Like, right. why is there morality? You know, so, so, so we can both sort of see the stronger yeah. points for each other and still take them into account. Yeah. And I think that's important to do. And it's it's, it's hard to do, but I mean, that's why we're having these conversations is because it helps us to remember to do
1: so. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Very good. And uh, enjoyed this very much Yeah, again. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Um, I'm Bill the Christian. And I'm Drew the Skeptic. Thanks for listening. The Divide is produced by Alan and Ben Hawbrooks and edited by John Workman. Dalton Reed handles IT. Join us for further discussion on this topic at our subreddit, The Divide by iPub. To learn more about other episodes and who we are, check out iPub.org slash The Divide. See you next time on The Divide.